Hey buddy, so I am back here for another episode of Life After Sport. Now, this one is going to be pretty short, pretty snappy, pretty concise. And the main topic for this one is what you should not run if you're looking to lose body fat. Um, this has been a little bit of a, a contradictory topic, if we were to put it like that, quite simply. Because people think that running is the easiest way to lose weight because it's free. You can do it on your own schedule and all you need is a pair of runners. Quite simply, yeah, I 100% agree. Yes, running is actually of the cheapest sport out there because you don't need to pay membership fees. All you need is a pair of runners and maybe even a bottle of water and just take off. And obviously some some clothes as well. You don't want to be going out in just a pair of runners. But yeah, that's the obvious one. So I'm going to talk you through four main points why you should not run if you're looking to lose fat. And if you're looking to try and get back into shape just like you were in your sporting days why running is probably the last thing that you should do uh, you know when you're starting your journey so the first main point is yes I really massively commend you that you're now really motivated and you're looking to make a change you're saying you know what I want me back I want the old competitive person that I used to be I want them back I want him back great but you should not run straight away what you should do is recognize that if you're to start running straight away, immediately, you can end up with a lot of pain in your joints. So whenever we're running um, on the pitch or off the pitch, on the road, off the road, whatever, we need to come to terms with that there's this one factor that can really, really break us down slowly. And it's called GRF, right? ground reaction force. So this is going to relate back to Newton's third law, which states that for every action, there is an opposite reaction. So believe it or not, for every time that you pound the pavement, for every time that you put, um, let's just ease the figures, let's just say you put 100 newtons of force uh, for every single step that you're taking while you're running, the ground is actually giving you back 100 newtons of force. So unless you have decent, quote unquote, shock absorbers built into your body, then things are going to be pretty pretty stressful to say the very least all right so have you ever noticed like the day after going for a run for the first time in a while or you know maybe you're constantly on the pitch and then all of a sudden you get these notions that you want to go for a road run you run 5k during decent time you feel good and then you wake up the next morning and your calves and you know in around your achilles area are absolutely agonizing Um, there's a good factor there that we need to take into consideration and it's quite simply the fact that you're not used to running on the road so you're going to get more of ground reaction force from running on the concrete as opposed to running on grass just like you do in your sporting days so think about the bouncy ball if you have a bouncy ball and if you you know bearing in mind this is incredibly compact and tense and really really tight so if you drop it on the floor it's going to bounce back to you when you drop it on concrete as opposed to if you drop it on grass so it's not going to be as much of a kickback from the grass because it's going to be able to absorb the force more so you can very easily develop pain in your joints and in your muscles that you have not experienced before if you're to just immediately go running while you're overweight so if you're overweight i massively commend you taking that step forward however just bear in mind that sometimes running may not be the best way for you to lose weight and so ground reaction force is one you can create a lot of stress on your lumbar and thoracic spine. So if you're to uh, put your two hands on your bum cheeks and go slightly above that, you'll feel the very tops of your hip. It's from there and about six or seven inches up, that's essentially your lumbar spine. Now, some people, yeah, 
we we might get hyper specific about it and state, oh that's not your lumbar spine. Fuck off! I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about generally. Okay, so your lumbar spine and your thoracic spine then is going to go from in around the very top of your hips. If you go up a few inches and from there to the very bottom of your neck, that's going to be your thoracic spine. And what can happen is if you think of a Jenga tower. So if you're to have a very solid, very well uh, constructed Jenga tower, then you can essentially hammer. And I mean quite literally hammer force. So if you take an actual physical hammer. And hammer force straight from the top, it should go straight down to the bottom. However, if you have any one of those Jenga blocks that are loose somewhere in the middle, then there's going to be some element of force that's going to be displaced. If that force is displaced, then you can end up with what we might see in an anatomical function as being an injury. If you end up with an injury, you know where this is going to go. Right? So, between your lumbar spine, your thoracic spine, and even your hips, you can end up with a lot of pain, quite simply because that Jenga tower is not built to be rock solid, to be able to absorb that force that the ground is kicking back from you with every single step. Bearing in mind, as you're running, you're running at speed. Speed is force production over time. Don't need to get hyper-technical about it. I just need you to be aware as to why running for fat loss might not be the best thing for you. So that's the first one. You need to take into account that you can end up with a lot of pain in your joints and muscles quite simply because you're not used to having the kickback from the floor and if it's been a little while you know what it's like if you go back to the days of pre-season or off-season the first session is always horrible but you also do have a team environment there that's going to encourage you and you know be there to promote your confidence and your competitive nature and your aggression that's going to keep you around however if you're going running on your own it's just you very easily those thoughts can creep back in you say nah fuck it you're not good enough so first first point over and done with you can end up a pain from ground reaction force second one it's hard to breathe so if you're all of a sudden going from zero to 100 in a car what's going to happen is that you're going to recognize it's going to take a fair bit of um not going to say tax but it's going to take a fair bit of energy very very quickly because you're essentially going from zero to 100 and that's that shit is fucking tough right um I'm going to say it to you straight because that was my promise and commitment. That's why I want to make sure that this podcast is so different. Is that I'm going to be unconditionally relentless in getting my point across. I don't need to sit here as I'm inside in the office and say, oh no, maybe Sally's listening. Maybe Derek is listening there. Derek is a little bit conscious about his way. No, fuck off, Derek. I don't care that you're conscious. I'm here to try and help you. So essentially, in a lot of cases, as I'm talking through this podcast, fuck your feelings. I want you to feel absolutely fucking top notch 10 out of 10 24 7 so if you're feeling a little bit insecure or if you're feeling like i'm hitting you with a little bit of uh, a liver punch then good because you recognize that that pain is going to be here to make you get better and get out of that comfort zone so i actually just wrote an email about that this morning as i'm recording this um anyway back to the main point so running is shit it's hard to fucking breathe and if you're going from 0 to 100, it's going to be taxing on your energy very, very quickly. So if it's going to be taking a lot of your energy, then you're not going to be left with a lot of energy to keep continuing the run. So your first run, you're going to go like a bat out of hell. First kilometer, first mile in, and say, this is actually fine. Second mile, yeah, yeah, I'm actually feeling okay. Third mile, yeah, do you know what? It's getting a little bit tough. Fourth mile, shit. So naturally enough, what has happened is you haven't been able to bring up your level of endurance 
because it's the first run, obviously. But it does get pretty difficult to breathe because if, as I said, you're going from zero to 100, you're going to put a fair bit of stress on your heart and your lungs because it hasn't been used to working at that capacity in a little while. And to be honest, it gets pretty difficult to actually be able to coordinate running and breathing if you have zero foundation. So again, going back to the Jenga tower, like I mentioned in the first point, if you have one week block, then it might not show up straight away. You might get away with it, but it will show up somewhere. And unfortunately, if you have not exposed your heart and your lungs to working at a higher capacity or intensity in a little while, then it's going to show up very, very quickly in this case. Uh, third point, your back, actually, listen to this. This is a cool point. Uh, your back can make you feel like you've actually done proper damage. So here is one thing. Again, this is a harsh home hitting truth. So if you're technically, clinically obese, I'm not talking about if you're looking at the BMI scale and you're, you're saying, oh, the scale is the same, I'm overweight. If you actually legitimately have a lot of weight on the front of you. So I'm talking about any of the guys that are, um, you know, we, we had the overhang. Okay, if you have the overhang and, you know, you feel like there's an extra little bit of a pull forward. So remember, just like I said in the first point, uh, for every action, there's an opposite reaction. So for every push, there is a pull. So for every time that you have some weight pulling forward, there needs to be something pushing it back in the opposite direction. So your back can make you feel like you've done proper damage in the respect that if you have an overhanging gut over the front, great that you're going running again, I commend you, but just bear in mind that there needs to be something opposing it in order to keep your posture upright so if your gut is hanging forward naturally enough as you start to fatigue and as you're continuing to run you're two or three miles in first thing that's going to go again the jenga tower one of those things is going to start to appear so that little slip that little uh, block that's missing it's going to start to appear very very quickly because your technical efficiency is not there so what's going to happen is as your belly starts to pull you forward because your technique starts to break down because fatigue starts to creep up and what happens is you're putting excessive stress on your spinal erectors. So your spinal erectors basically go from the very top of your hip just up to in around underneath your shoulder blades. So those are the muscles that help keep us upright. And if you're tilting forward, those muscles activate. So those muscles activating and doing overtime is going to cause you a fair amount of stress. However, again, if you're not used to doing this for a little while, what's going to happen is your body is going to start to tilt forward. If you're tilting forward, you're going to put a lot of stress and strain on those spinal erectors. And if you're doing that, then what's going to happen is you're going to actually not just get DOMS, which is delayed onset of muscle soreness. You're going to start to convince yourself, oh shit, I might have actually done myself some trouble. And so that can then possibly discourage you from continuing. Okay, so... Something to be aware of, until you have technical mastery, again, Jenga Tower, then you cannot actually progressively overload. You can't push the boundaries. You can't really get into that deep state of discomfort whereby you are forcing something to happen. So think about the last 10, 15 minutes of a rugby game or uh, soccer, football, um, hurling, uh, lacrosse, uh, hockey, ice hockey, uh, so, you know, any of these sports that you've been playing, then think about the last 10-15 minutes. What happens is you really need to dig deep. However, unfortunately, if you're technically obese right now and you have a big bit of an overspill, you're trying to run. There needs to be an opposite force in order to counterbalance that. So your uh, back muscles are trying to work in order to keep you upright. If they're working excessively, then your muscles are going to be overworked a little bit too much. And if you're not taking time out to consider your technique, then what can happen 
is you can put excessive strain on those muscles and you can actually force yourself to believe that inevitably you're fucked. You can end up with back issues and if you're going for a second, third, fourth and fifth run, however long apart, then you're going to basically just hammer in that problem. So that problem becomes bigger and bigger, becomes stronger and stronger and you become weaker and weaker. And then what's going to happen is after a short time, so a few weeks, months, then what's going to happen is you're going to say, fuck it, this pain is actually too much, I can't bear it anymore. And you don't want to go to a physio because you think it's just a small little muscle thing and it's going to sort itself out. And then this is going to bring me into the fourth point which is that pain can discourage you from from continuing ever again so think of the person (laughs) i fucking hate using this one so think of the person that is you know oh geez you're working your job you're going in there and there's this fella that is just he's 28 stone overweight god fucking have mercy on me for saying this hasn't seen his penis in years but He's still telling you how to do your job and how you should look after yourself and how he has done everything in his life and you should take all the advice from him. Sorry, Tommy. Fuck off. There's absolutely zero reason why I should listen to you because you haven't taken any ownership for your life. But, you know, you don't want to end up like him. In all fairness to him, Tommy that's sitting there, 28, 29 stone, like, he has been discouraged from exercising because he doesn't ever want to show himself up. And... What's going to happen is that person is going to stay inside in his comfort zone. However, that can happen to you very, very easily. So again, you want to take action. You want to make sure that you're actually getting into good shape. But running may not be the way forward because there's going to be an element of technique that's going to be broken down. Your muscles are unable to absorb all the force from the ground reaction force that's being kicked back to you. It's going to be a lot of stress on your lumbar and thoracic spine and your hips and your calves, as well as your quads, all of the above are going to be pretty fucking sore. Right? It is pretty hard to breathe, because look, running isn't easy, and it's something that people say, oh sure, it's grand there, just slap on the shoes there and go for a run. Like my father, my father is 57 years of age, and he was recently diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes, and God love him, like as much as I absolutely love and adore the man, he always says to me every few weeks, I'm going out there for a little bit of a jog, I'm like daddy, stop. You need to be consistent with the walking. You need to get your weight down a little bit. You need to just bring the dogs for a walk. You need to actually kind of look forward to going for a bit of a walk or some bit of exercise in some way, shape or form on a regular basis before you can actually withstand the force that the ground is going to kick back to you. Did I ever say any of that to him? Absolutely not. So all of that, running is not easy. He ended up with a fair bit of pain. No doubt you have as well if you've been in this situation whereby you're overweight or you haven't run in a while. It's not the best thing for you. Um, Stress on the heart and the lungs. Again, you're going from 0 to 100. It's going to be pretty fucking taxing. If you're just sitting in your car and just slamming the accelerator in first gear, it may hurt the engine a little bit. Um, The back pain can make you feel like you've done proper damage. So again, if you are suffering from a little bit of technical breakdown whereby fatigue starts to creep up, inevitably what is going to happen is that your spinal erectors are going to be put under severe amounts of stress if they're put under a lot of stress then they're going to be overworked they're going to be overworked they're not recovering properly because your inner animal instinct i suppose is telling you to keep running keep running keep running because it's part of the pain and suffering that you're to endure just like you were when you were on the pitch and you're going to keep going until you force yourself into an injury and the last thing as well as the pain or the DOMS, the delayed onset of muscle soreness, can actually discourage you from continuing. Because you're in this battle on your own. 
Okay, so this is the part where I start to wrap things up and I'm insanely honest as well. As always, I really appreciate you listening to this. So you're going to be on your own. I'm going to be very honest with you. It's going to be pretty fucking lonely. It's going to be shit. And if you're trying to figure out everything on your own, how can you expect to fix your current problems with the same level of thinking that has created them? So God forgive me and God forgive uh, whatever you might think of me right now. But if you are listening or if you know somebody else that this might be relating to them about if you're overweight, it is a pretty fucking difficult journey to go on your own. Very, very difficult. So your confidence is just completely knocked when you're going out with the lads you're always that little bit insecure and you know you're always trying to wear the darker clothes and if you're going to be wearing the darker clothes then you're going to be scared to try and pull so what do you do you go for an extra couple of pints or gins or beers or whatever it is that you're having in order to try and suppress the actual uh, self-confidence issue that you have so you're just going to become really loose and you drop your morals and you say i don't care but deep down you really want to fix this why would you want to Try and solve these problems on your own if your current mindset has already created those problems. So that is a really, really good question I will make you ask yourself. How can you fix your current problems with the same level of thinking that has created them? It's not fucking easy, okay? You might need help. You might know somebody else that needs help, be it psychologically, be it physically, be it just a general fucking kick in the hole. Uh, look, everybody needs it every now and again that's why i reach out to some people and say here set me straight that's why i have very close friends that are going to literally rip me to shreds because they know it's going to be really really good for me they're going to say here you haven't done the fucking work this week that's why you've had some clients drop off fuck and then off the back of it like i can say to my clients here buddy let's just say john john you haven't been doing the work this is why you're getting stressed this is why you're annoyed and frustrated that you haven't lost the two pounds that you set out to do fucking four weeks ago. Um, you have been eating. You haven't been in control of your emotions. You had a fight with the girlfriend. And you know what? To go make up for it, then you went out on a bender for the whole weekend. So you need to be a little bit more ruthless with yourself. So when it comes to you uh, trying to fix your problems, if you're having an issue with cutting the absolute BS out of things and just saying, hey, this is what we need to do. Go do it. If you're having a struggle with that, then there's a pretty good chance that right now as you're listening to this, you need a coach. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this one up. Those are the four main points. Why you should not run if you are trying to lose fat. It's going to give a little bit of pain in the joints, ground reaction force, and Newton's third law. So for every action, there's an opposite reaction. For every step you take in the ground, the ground gives you a little bit of a kickback. Um, you can develop pain in the joints, the lumbar spine, the thoracic spine, and in the hips. Again, slightly above the bum, all the way up to the bottom of the neck. Uh, second point, running is shit. Uh, it is hard to breathe. It is really, really difficult to coordinate breathing and running if you haven't done it in a little while. Um, you're putting a lot of stress on the heart and the lungs because you're essentially going from 0 to 100 and trying to keep it under control. It's not easy. Your back pain can make you feel like you've done proper damage. Again, if you're obese and if you have a little bit of an overhang then that is extra weight and again think about the ground reaction force so for every step you take that extra bit of skin or extra bit of weight might bounce up and down and again just like a slingshot or like a um yeah like a ball that's on a chain if you shunt it down it's going to add extra force and again the very last one the pain or the doms can discourage you from continuing because you are a boss and you right now are listening to this because you want to take action you want to do something so that something is going to make you recognize that you're either going to do it alone increase the likelihood of you failing and going back around in this vicious cycle 
and enduring all of that upset and remorse and hate and guilt. Or you could put your hand up and say, hey, I need the fucking help from an expert. I need to know that somebody is out there that truly understands how I'm feeling. I never had this problem before when I was playing sport, but I have them now. And lads, there is never any sign of weakness in asking for help. It is a true sign of strength if you're putting your hand up and saying, hey, can you help me? What happens if you get a really, really bad cut in your leg and it gets infected? What do you do? You go to a doctor. What if your hair gets too long and messy? You go to a barber. You don't try and cut it yourself. You go to somebody that is skilled, somebody that is experienced, somebody that knows that they can understand you. So, thank you very much on that one. This one is just underneath 21 minutes long. And yeah, I actually really enjoyed this one. Surprisingly enough, uh, I don't know if you uh, guessed it or not, but I actually got a pretty passionate about this one because... If you are that little bit overweight and you're feeling, oh fuck, I'm not really too good about myself right now, then look, you don't fucking deserve to feel like that. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever way you want to look at it, you deserve the very best. And that's exactly what I hammer into every single one of my clients every single time that I'm chatting with them. So if there's anything that I can do for you, please reach out, drop me a message, ask me, uh, Kieran, can I get onto your email list? Yes, I will send you a Fat Loss Habits ebook for fucking free. Now, um, dude, I will let you be. Have a fucking great day. And if there's anything else that I can do, reach out, let me know. So, chat to you soon, homie.